Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28, and we'll start in verse 27. The title of the message is The Threshing Floor. Isaiah 28 and 27. For the fitches are not threshed with a threshing instrument, neither is a cartwheel turned upon about upon the cumin. But the fitches are beaten out with a staff, and the cumin with a rod. Bread corn is bruised, because he will not ever be threshing it, nor, <clears throat> nor break it with the wheel of his cart, nor bruise it with his horsemen. Now, I kind of struggled with the exact Scripture I wanted to use tonight, but I think this is probably the best one. I think it fits what I want to talk to you about tonight. And I want to give you a little bit of an explanation of what a threshing floor is, in case you don't know. Uh, A threshing floor was used to... uh, It was was out in the open. It was uh, sometimes actually hewn out of rock, or it may have been... uh, uh, may have had bricks or whatever made to make a nice hard flat surface. And what they would do is they would take the grain or the wheat and they would they would spread it out over this floor. And based upon the type of of grain or seed or whatever it was, they would use different types of instruments to separate the the grain from the chaff. And what they would do is they would. Uh, they would sometimes beat it with a, a rod or they would uh, drive a, a cart over it and, and oxen or sometimes they had these big stones they would drag around on top of it and this was all there was different ways to handle each each type because some required more uh, effort than others and and for some that didn't require much effort if you were to use the heavier instruments you would actually damage it and it wouldn't be worth anything. So the threshing floor was a very important place in Old Testament times because this was one of their main sources of food. This was a it was you know as, as valuable to us today as a kitchen is. If you don't have a place to prepare your food, you won't have anything to eat. So they would put these places usually up on a hill somewhere where there was wind, and what they would do is after they had had threshed it, they would what they called winnowing. They would scoop it up with a like kind of like a hay fork, and they would throw it up in the air, and the heavier grain would fall into a pile, and the chaff would blow away. So this is how they separated it. Now, bear with me. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> I promise you. <clears throat> this. Um, You'll see many times in Scripture, even uh, you know, back when uh, Ruth and Boaz were coming together, the threshing floor was very important. Uh, you'll see that uh, David purchased a threshing floor, and uh, he not only built an altar there, but he actually later on Solomon built a temple on that threshing floor. So the threshing floor was always a, a place that people would meet, it was also a place to be protected. Enemies would sometimes, you know, come in and destroy things and or steal the the wheat from people or whatever. So it was a very important place. 
But what I want to focus on tonight is, just as this scripture we just read, it talked about there's different instruments, there's different ways that you would thresh this wheat or grain or or whatever it may have been. This is a this is symbolic or I guess you could say it's a metaphor for sin in our life. I want you to understand that tonight. That's where I really want to get at. I want you to understand how this applies to your life because you know, these, these simple concepts that are in the Bible, God uses them in mighty ways in your own life to understand not only how we are, but how He deals with us. And when you look at this example of the threshing floor, what you'll see is that uh, we sometimes have to be beaten, to kind of use a, a bold word, but we have to be threshed. And what is the purpose? The, th- the purpose is to separate the good from the bad. Now stay with me. So the we all have sin in our life. Is there anybody here tonight that's not a sinner? If there is, let's trade places because you're more qualified. <laughs> but the... We all have sin in our life that has to be separated. What does the Word tell us? The Word tells us that God will only chastise those that He loves. That chastisement is is part of what I'm trying to tell you about this threshing floor. The, The concept is that we're taken to the threshing floor. And, you know, the whole point behind threshing this wheat is to separate it. Because, you know, if, if it wasn't bound together in some manner that required threshing, you could just shake it and everything would fall apart, right? But no, you have to beat on it, you have to mash it, you have to drive something heavy across it to, to work it apart. So that ought to tell you something about sin in your life. It ought to tell you that that it's not an easy thing to get rid of sin. Sometimes. Now, notice the difference. Like I told you, there were different instruments that you would use for different types of grain or, or wheat or whatever they are. I don't even know the proper term. But there's different types that you would of instruments you would use because some don't require as much effort yet they still require effort. But some things can be removed easily. Whereas some, God may have to use a a stronger means, a, a heavier instrument. He may have to really work on you or work you over, so to speak. Now, I don't know about y'all, but... Have y'all ever had things in your life like that where where it seems like you're just getting beat up left and right? Man... And you even start to resent God for it. You start to think, God, why are you hurting me like this? Do you know we talked about something today that that God is that Jesus is the perfect king, and when he brings something like that against you, it's for your good. 
Threshing is necessary because we need to be separated from those things in our life. Sometimes we even cling to that sin. Now think about that for a minute. That's a sad thing. And you know, I I can honestly say that I have had sin in my life that I've tried to hang on to. You know, the, the, the Word tells us that sin, even sin is pleasurable for a season. So sometimes we try to hang on to that stuff. And what does that mean? It means God's got to work that much harder on us. It means He's got to chastise us a little more. Until we get to the point where we want to let go of it. Now, you know, this all sounds... I don't know, it kind of sounds rough. It sounds like that God wants to just kind of pick on us sometimes. But you know, He wouldn't do that if He didn't have love for us. You know, just like these people would spend all this work and all this effort to the fact of even building the threshing floor to separate it out. Why did they do it? Because they wanted it. Because they desired to have it. That's the same way with God. He, he, he threshes us. He tries to separate us from sin because He desires to be with us. He desires to be a part of us. He desires to have us as His family. But you know, you know we've talked about many times before that God will have no part in sin. He won't be a part of anything that's sinful. So He has to purge us. He has to cleanse us. He has to remove the chaff from our lives. You know, a lot of times when we're being when we're on the threshing floor, we kind of start to feel sorry for ourselves. But what we really should be doing is rejoicing because like I said, first of all it shows that God's love that God loves us, that he's he's willing to to punish us to the degree, and you know, it seems like punishment. He's willing to, to chastise us to the degree that is necessary so that we can be a part of Him. The second thing is that when we're on the threshing floor, we're now more separated from sin than we were beforehand. We're becoming more and more conformed to the image of Jesus. Now, you know, that, that's, that's a point to rejoice. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about being conformed to an image. So when we're being chastised, that's the whole point, is to bring us more into confirmation with that image of Jesus. The one that He laid down for us. The example He set for us. So there's no reason to start feeling sorry for ourselves. To start wondering, God, oh, why me? God, why me? It seems like you always want to just torture me with this stuff. No, we ought to say, be saying, God, thank you. Thank you for pointing it out. Thank you for, for showing me another thing I can get out of my life to bring me closer to you. Understand that that's why He does it. It's because He wants you to be closer to Him. He doesn't 
thresh us willingly. He doesn't just, you know, there's a difference in disciplining your kids and child abuse. I think with people that abuse their kids, there is a desire to just, I don't know, the anger in them, the, the hatred. They just want to hurt something. And, and Children are an easy target. But that is not the way God is trying to deal with you. He's doing it out of love. He, he doesn't do it because He wants to hurt you. Listen, when I spank my children, it's the last thing I want to do. Sometimes I give them more chances than they probably deserve. Because the last thing I want to do is to have to spank them. And, and usually shortly after spanking them, I want to just hug them up and tell them I love them and tell them, look, I don't want to do this, but I have to so that you will grow into the kind of person you ought to be. And that is exactly what God is doing. He's not, he's not bringing you to the threshing floor so that you can just be abused. He's bringing you because He wants you to be closer. He wants you to be, pu- wants you to be purified of that sin in your life. I want you to know also that because of God's infinite wisdom, because of His all-knowing ability, He only threshes you to the amount that you need. You know, it was when you're threshing wheat, you can do it too much. And if you do it too much, you get to the point where it's not worth anything. You can't use it then. The grain is useless because you've, you've just beat it too much. But God knows how much you need. He knows what is required for this particular sin in your life. He knows what you need to, to break you free from that. So... Once again, we should rejoice knowing that we are in the hands of our Master. We are in His loving hands. He he knows what we need to get this out of our life. And He won't go any further than that. He'll never go any further than He has to. You know, there may be times that I might spank my kids a little too much. I might give them just a little more than they really deserved. But... God doesn't fall under that same frame of mind. He always knows just what is enough. If you read over in 2 Samuel chapter 24, you'll see that David built an altar on the threshing floor. Why did he decide to build an altar there? Well, if you do some reading, and I'm not going to take the time tonight, it would have to read probably the whole chapter, if not two or three chapters. But you'll see that David was disobedient. And because he was disobedient, God brought judgment upon him and his people. And there came a point where David kind of made things right. God gave him this chance and, and the point at which the judgment was stayed was at the threshing floor. So David built an altar there. It was the threshing, it was this judgment that brought, up, brought upon him. Because listen, the reason the judgment came was, 
was because of David's disobedience and because of his prideful nature. But the threshing brought, brought humbleness to him. The threshing brought him back to, I guess you could say it brought him back to his senses. It brought him back into subjection to God. And, and he realized that he realized the error in his ways. He realized that this chastisement that was brought upon him was to correct him. So he built an altar on the threshing floor. I want you to understand tonight that the threshing floor, the place that that you seem to be receiving punishment, the chastisement, is the place that you need to return to and offer worship. Now think about that for a minute. What I tell you a while ago, you should be rejoicing because of the threshing. That's where you need to return. You need to go back there and say, God, this thing that you just put me through has brought me closer to you. Now because of that, I'm going to worship you. You need to return to the... You know, too many times people forget about the threshing floor. You start thinking, oh man, I got this thing covered. I'm good. I don't have any problems. God's not chastising me as much anymore. And all of a sudden, you start to get a little bit of prideful spirit in you, don't you? I know I do. There's there's times that it seems like maybe a couple weeks will go by and everything's just rocking right along. Man, I don't have any problems. Why do I need to think about that? Well, because that's I've done forgot about the last threshing I had. We need to get back to that threshing floor and remember, look, God brought us there for a reason. We need to keep that reason in mind. I ain't telling you to go back and pick that sin up. I'm telling you to remember where you came from. Remember how far He's brought you when He called you into His marvelous light, as the Word tells us. Remember that there was a time when you were separated from God. Remember that there's times when you try to go to God and worship and it seems like the words don't leave the end of your lips because there's sin in your life. But you can go to that threshing floor and you can be separated from that sin. You can, you can be drawn closer to God and you can enter into worship again. You know, I've spent, a, <clears throat> I've spent times trying to worship God. And it just seemed like nothing happened. You know, when I usually come over here Saturday nights and I try to spend some time with God, I try to try to get in His presence and, and to seek what it is He'd have me share with you today. And there are times that I've allowed so much of the world in my life throughout the week that I can't hardly hear from God. But you know what I have to do? I have to, I have to keep going. You know, the world would tell you, well, you ain't hearing nothing, you might as well get up and go back to the house. But no, I have to sit over here because, listen, I can't get up here and do this without God. I can't, I can't share anything with you that's going to help you unless God is with me. So what I have to do, I have to, I have to start thinking, now God, show me is there something in my life I need to repent of? Is there something that is between me and you right now? Because I don't, I don't feel your presence. 
I don't feel like you're hearing me. It, what is there? And you know, He'll show you. He'll show you what is, what is hindering that relationship because the thing He wants most is for you to be in fellowship with Him. I've got to get back to that threshing floor. I've got to get back to that place where He's going to separate that sin from me. You know, that threshing floor, just as it was very important and critical to the natural life of, of those people in, in Old Testament times, it's just as critical today. There's many times that, like I said, I feel like I can't reach God. But that threshing floor is critical. When, when I know I can't get to Him on my own, I get back to that threshing floor, I get on my knees and, and say, God, show me what is between me and you. What is dividing my spirit from you right now? What's separating us? Because I, I, whatever it takes, I want to get back there. I want to get back into that place where, where your spirit communes with mine. Because that is the only thing I desire when I'm in that situation. I just want the presence of God to, to move through, through me. You've got to get back to the threshing floor. You've got to seek not only forgiveness, but you've got to seek... Now listen to this. You've got to seek repentance. What does that mean? It's one thing to seek forgiveness because you know you were caught, you know you did wrong, but seeking repentance means that you want to be sorry. You want God to... to you know, sometimes we lose sight of conviction. Sometimes we forget what it means to be convicted of sin. Because we put it off for so long and we just kind of glass it over and forget that, that this thing, no matter how insignificant it may seem to the world, is the one thing that's dividing you from God. It throws up a dividing wall. What does the Word say? The Word says that, that friendship with the world is enmity with God. It divides you from Him. The threshing floor is where you can work all that out. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from sin. You know, that's easier said than done. It's easy for me to tell you this tonight, but I want you to know that there's going to be some threshing involved. There may, you may take a beating metaphorically. But God does it because He loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants you to commune with Him. But He can't commune with somebody that's unholy. You've got to be covered in the blood. We all know that we're not perfect. So you, you may be saying to yourself, well, I'm not perfect... How can I come into the presence of God? You've got to be covered with the blood. When He sees you through the blood, He sees perfection because of what Jesus did. So when you're covered with the blood, 
It don't matter that you're not perfect. It don't matter that you're still a sinner. But when you're covered with the blood, He He sees you as you're gonna be. He sees you. He sees what Jesus did, and that your sins are covered and washed away.